It's Friday, September 2nd. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot things you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode 265. Tyler Gates, I think, is on a plane right now heading back from California, where he was at VMware Explore all week. Looking forward to hearing from him about that next week on Tuesday. But yeah, how's it going, Russ? Just me and you today. Uh, it's going good. It's funny. I don't know why I thought Tyler was going to be back. Usually... Usually, I'm back on a Thursday from the conferences. Um, yeah, it's like Thursday night or something. Yeah, did it go? Did it go longer? Mm, I, no, it ended. It, it ended yesterday. But I, I think like with his type of a role, he's basically like a chaperone for his customers. And so, if the customers uh, are staying out there, and he's gonna stay out there, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he took I, his customers um, out I for understand. dinner or whatever. Yeah. All in all, a successful week. It was really good. Looking forward to hearing from him though. Get some more details on Explore. Maybe we can pull I, this, on um, Darren as well. Darren was there. Oh, nice. So, this has to yeah. be the first time, maybe since I entered the space, honestly, yeah. that I I will have to like review things in the following weeks to get mm. up to speed with what went on. I literally was unable to keep up with anything related to VMware Explorer the entire week. So, and I, you know, I had probably. I don't know, somewhere between 10 and 15 people reach out and ask where I was. Like, not like, yeah. are you here? But like, where are you here? And I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so it was weird to not be there for one. It just wasn't good timing. Right. With uh, Part of the scheduling was my fault. I'll, I'll, I'll take the ownership there. But the other side was, I've been traveling so much this year that it just didn't make a lot of sense. But then I thought to myself, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll actually get it, be able to see some more things virtually that i'm not usually able to see and then i didn't follow it at all because I, I physically couldn't so that was weird yeah. but it's all good we'll get the update from tyler yeah yeah man and uh you know I'll let him get into what all went down and, and all that kind of stuff announcements were a lot around you know multi-cloud management stuff more partnerships with aws azure etc uh yeah. one of the things that's more near and dear to my heart that i think maybe tyler will talk about uh vcn 8 new architecture uh we kind of called it internally uh vcn 2 Right, like um, you know, before before it had a number, before it was vSAN eight, because right, we're on vSAN sure. seven before that. But it's the it's it's the new architecture, it's the new addition, major step forward in uh, how vSAN functions. Uh, another other stuff, subscription is now is, is a much bigger thing, all that. But cool, man. Yeah, we can get into it more next week. I, I super, uh, I super, I really want to hear about it from you know those folks that were there in, in person. And yeah, it was kind of a weird week too, man, because. I have always gone to those shows and this was like a big kind of welcome back sort of party and uh, was unable to make it myself. So we'll get little, there next little, year. Um, I don't want to say depressing, but I was a little down, you know, like I would just go stand in my closet and put on all my old um, conference badges and just kind of pretend I'm meeting people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you did that too? I thought so I was I the that only too. one. Yeah. <laughs> I just sat there like feathering all 84 of them across my chest just to listen yeah, to I, the jingle. I just wasn't on video on calls this week because I was constantly wearing my like 350 conference Crying. badges that I've had oh, over no. the last yeah. decade. Oh, don't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's whatever, whatever. You know, Listen, we're opening up on the show today. Tyler's not here to derail us with facts. So uh, yeah, we, and we can just go emotional and just talk about how we feel. Um, yeah. And dude, so I watched a lot of it online. Um, Harry Mack was there. We've talked about I him know, on the show dude. before. I and know. He crushed. He crushed. Oh. And I watched half the audience leave. And I was I was hearing people like 
diss him on Twitter and I like, downvoted or unfollowed those people. It's like, you don't know what oh you're talking about. Gosh. And some people were like, well, I had to get to a session. I'm like, look, I don't care what the session is about. His talent is next level. Dude, like you can you look up the data in that session. Next, session. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, that was where he, you needed to be right then. Oh my gosh, dude. I, whenever I, I think it was Tyler told me that, that he was, I think you sent it to our shared chat. I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I couldn't believe I was missing it. Yeah. I just love Harry Mack. And if, if those yeah. of you who are listening to this don't know who he is, just go look him up on YouTube, click on just any his name of the Google. videos. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Just anything. It's, it would be like watching Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel. Like, I agree. It's just mind blowing his skills. Unbelievable. It's, it is, it's, it's wild. So I'm, we, we need to move away from that before I get mad. Yeah, we do. So. Let me tell you something else <laughs> that happened this week. Um, a friend of mine at CrossFit mentioned this game called Super People. Have you heard of it? Mm, nope. Dude, it was so much fun. So it was in beta and it just ended, I think, hmm, Wednesday night or something. And its official release date is going to be October 11th. But I downloaded it. I played it two nights this week, stayed up way too late. <laughs> like, you know, midnight, whatever. I, I typically go to bed at like nine and get up at 6 a.m. and I get amazing sure. sleep, but I'm up early and it's it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I stayed up till like midnight or 1 a.m. or whatever, two nights this week, and it was a little brutal. But uh, the game is so much fun. It's um, it's like PUBG. Um, right. It's a, I'm looking at it like now. It's like a next gen. Yeah. But yeah. It's a, and you, it's a you get, battle royale game. Yeah. It's a battle royale. It's got the it's got the like the weather that comes in in this p- specific example. It's a freezing, it's it's frozen weather, right? So if you get stuck out in it, then you end up dying. But you get this like dice roll of random. I think there's like 16 different characters that have all these different capabilities. Uh, it's super fun. So really cool game. The the multiplayer of playing with uh, you know a squad of four or two and how they team it all. It's it's fantastic. It runs really well and it was just in beta, but it comes out on October 11th. So. Keep your eye out for that, super people. It was super fun. But you can't play it right do, now. Do you like Battle Royales in general? Like yeah. Fortnite, PUBG, whatever. Okay. The, I don't I do like not. Fortnite. I don't like Fortnite, but I do like Battle Royales. I'm a super competitive I, person. I, and so I like stuff uh, like that. <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also a super competitive person, which is actually why I don't like Battle Royales. Oh, okay. Um, because Why? Battle Royales, there's a significant, significant amount of RNG built into them. And that okay. process I I struggle with because I, I really think that for a title to RNG truly RNG meaning random number oh, generator? Or what is that? Yes, I don't know. Yes, yes. It's okay. yeah, correct. Random number generator. So things are, so are it removes very skill random. or or it decreases. It, it removes a yeah. significant amount of skill. Right. And so you find that's random my, drops. Like, and you end Correct. up in random if places. I, and yeah. If I played, you know, a thousand games of XYZ Battle Royale with people yeah. who are, I'm using air quotes here, professional battle royale players, I would win some of them. Sure. Pretty much guaranteed. Highly experienced, very adept at just the general skills of it. And, you know, I would eventually get the role that I would win. If I played a thousand games against people in the game that I am the best at, which is Counter-Strike, you I would time. get rolled 1,000 times. Like if I played mm, against pros, okay. I would never yeah, yeah. win a I game of Counter-Strike. I see what you're saying. And, yeah, I see what you're and saying. so that's, that's where my struggle is with yeah. Battle Royale games. And that's actually one thing that has made them 
explosively popular because like yeah. even even I had one of my friends, uh, former SHI employee, he's not a shooter fan, but he would play this because he felt yeah. like he had a chance. And Dude, so that's, that's where point. I've struggled with him. I never really thought about it. And that's probably why I like that. And I don't mind it. My my brain immediately went to because I, I didn't think about the concept of it being an RNG. I didn't really under I didn't know that terminology, whatever, until you just introduced it to me. Right. But it makes sense. And I don't really have a problem with it because I feel like it is very analogous to, you know, normal life. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't have issues with it. Yeah. Like the it's all it's all good, like that people like them, um, but they're yeah. terrible competitive titles. However, here's the the flip side to that. They're very entertaining games to watch. Yeah. Which is actually that's one reason why streaming has been so big with them because they're interesting uh -huh. to watch people try and be this last person standing, obviously. Um, yeah. And then, in addition to that, when it's a good watching title, people try to make them into esports, and so like they've done tons of tournaments with like PUBG, and obviously Fortnite has a massive amount around it. Although you could argue Fortnite has. There is an element to Fortnite and the building that a lot of people dislike that actually helps yeah. diffuse some of the problems with the RNG because the, the major element of... Let's just pretend for a moment that like everyone had similar weapons, a similar loadout, whatever. Sure. There's a significant amount of people or a significant amount of engagements, like the vast majority of them that are like, who sees who first? And you would yeah. say to yourself, like that's probably true of a lot of things. However, in structured competitive titles, your work, your competitive, you know, the game is largely in front of you based off of a structure. Now, a big sure. element of this is trying to get behind people, but that will never happen by accident. Like that yeah. is something you must intentionally do and time and plan. And it's very risky for you to do it. Whereas if you're, you know, whatever in some battle royale game and forgetting camping because i don't have an issue with that to be completely honest but like people will you know just run into your sites you know and stuff like yeah. that so like that's where the rolling comes in here once again no issues but it's it's fascinating to watch i actually really enjoyed watching Fortnite, you know tournaments because i was fascinated by these people that whenever they would get sighted, you know, someone would shoot and you get tagged. And in battle royale games, sort of require you to have a lot more health because they need you to be able to respond to being attacked. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just it just wouldn't work. Yeah. And so the thing about blindsided. yeah, hundred percent. But the yeah, the interesting thing about these about Fortnite is you can respond and build this you know massive thing if you're if you're good at it, right? So I always like that skill based mechanic of that. But I just well, never, I just never loved the yeah. The I'll, I'll there, say some of them that I've played, I've liked more than others. Yeah, with what you're calling out, it doesn't feel like it was that big of a deal within the game. It felt like there's enough of the various types of um, supplies on the ground that I was always looking for or wanting based on the whatever situation that I was in. It was just there. I, I just how had is to, the I just had to work a little bit to find it. How is the like inventory management in it? So like, do you end up getting, yeah. so part of my issue with PUBG is it becomes uh -huh. an inventory management simulator. <laughs> yeah, like, I can feel that. That's what it is. I can feel that. <laughs> um, so as long as you have a big enough backpack, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so early in the game, you know, within the first 90 seconds, uh, you have an inventory management issue 
But after that, I would say it's not really. And you just, you hit tab and you can drag and drop stuff out that you don't need. And it's very easily understood. It's color coded. So you can understand like as you go from gray uh, to green, uh, to blue, to purple, to orange as things get better or, or, and then eventually red or maybe something like that, right? The, the supplies get better, whether it's your backpack or your helmet or uh, your body armor or your primary or your secondary. You can tell the supplies that you have, you don't need some of these things anymore because therefore taking something from green to blue, right? And you're already at like purple, right? So you can drop some of that stuff. And then the game also helps you find things that you need. Um, it, it can, there's some, it's not really explained, but there's some system that you have that can find supplies that are like 200 meters away from you. And it says, okay, you need, you know, this, uh, piece of, you know, sharded glass or whatever, or this gunpowder or whatever to build out the next level of whatever component that you're talking about. And so if you're willing to make the, like to risk, and that's one of the things I actually like about this game, because it it attacks the idea of camping and you, you actually get up, get more movement around the map because people are trying to progress. And so what will happen is like, you'll be in this one building and all of a sudden there's two supplies that you need that are in this building that are 84 meters away. And you got to think, okay, am I going to run for it? Right. How do I strategically make my way over there? You go get it. And now there's something that you need now that you've leveled up to this point, there's something that you need that's 38 meters behind you in this garage or something. Right. So you end up kind of, strategically moving around the map and trying to make sense of it as the storm is moving in. It's pretty cool. And then and it's a very different game if you're playing by yourself versus playing with two people versus playing with four people. Um, and they auto populate, generate teams. You can bring people in and it'll fill out the rest of the teams. It's, it's really fun. It's really fun. So, and I would say there's a lot of skill required, you know, in, I'm, sure, in actually, I'm, I'm sure that there is, it, it just, yeah. you just have to understand that I'm coming like from my perspective, yeah. You know, if I play LeBron 30 times in basketball, he's not going to win a single one. Like he's going to lose <laughs> every right. single you go time. Home broken ankles. Yeah. Right. Because I'm just better than he is. Yeah. And that's the same thing if him and I played Counter-Strike. Like what I'm I not about you when I was gap between us isn't the same yeah. as it would be for basketball. He'd he'd be a little further away, but in Counter-Strike, yeah. you know, he might be able to be close to me, but I'd still win every time. And that's yeah. something that I've always I've always valued in a title that, you know, makes, if it makes you want to feel like there are stakes. And I say this because I feel like battle royales, people like them because they feel like there's something at stake. There's yeah. one life. You're trying to be this last person there. Like Call of Duty doesn't do a good job of making you feel like anything's at stake. And that's because there isn't. It's a, there's no skill in Call of Duty. I can play pro players okay. right now. And if we played 10 times, you just times, come right back right away or whatever. I, I would find a way to win. And it's not, it's not even about responding. It's like the physical gun mechanics that go into the game are their laser beams that just shoot straight with no recoil. It's very, very, <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. You know, it's like, it's stuff like that. And in, in ease isn't even relevant. Like ease, yeah. difficulty and skill are not the same thing. Um, design is really what kind of comes into that, but sure. this, I could I could talk about this stuff all day. I mean, yeah. I'll take a look yeah, at this. I've tried a whole Wait. bunch of, of battle royales. The ones yeah. that I thought were were okay, I thought I think Warzone does a pretty good job. They have some good. They have some like they, it's it, it feels well because Call of Duty games feel good, so they did a good job there. My favorite one that's ever been made is called Realm Royale, which is largely mm -hmm. died, but I won okay. a million games of Realm Royale that I played because it was a game. Where like once an engagement started to happen, yeah, you actually had to work through that engagement. It was never uh, going to be a okay. Well, 
you know, Tyler is running around on his horse or whatever. And then he sees me and he runs over me and kills me or yeah, he pulls out, a, pulls out a sniper and shoots and kills. And like, there was never any attempt to retort. Like, yeah, there's no planning for that. I didn't know he was there. That's different than whenever I don't see someone in Counter-Strike and they kill me because in Counter-Strike, I know there are different areas people are going to be. There's calculated risk that you're going through based off of what your understanding is of the timing of the round. That doesn't exist in these because it's it's too variable by design. Right. And so yeah. that, that but I struggle. Like that. I mean, right I've played both. Like I played a lot of Destiny 2 as well, where you have the left, middle, right lanes, right? Which again, I'm so glad we're friends because you call out all this stuff that I never even really think about. And the, the, just the the similar design strategy on those types of maps. And sure. whenever you have that timed, you know, those timed rounds and you're going, you know, it's it's only two teams. It's, you know, 3v3 coming at each other from, you know, different side. You, then you make a decision. Okay, do we all go left? Do we all go in the middle? Do we split? Whatever. In the game, the rounds become super predictable. Like you run to this corner and you know without a doubt that within the, like if someone's going to come around this corner, they're going to come around the corner within the first seven seconds. If they don't come sure. around the corner in the first seven seconds, you know they took a different route and you didn't see them come across this way. So likely they went around left. So immediately, and it's just, there's a whole bunch of predictability to that. Just a different style game. Whenever I drop in on super people, I can watch like, I can, <laughs> like there's sometimes where, because you choose where you want to start on the map. There's sometimes where the whole lobby will land in one location and you're just like, oh, okay, you know, you're coming in hot. And there's sometimes that you pick a spot and you go land and no one came near you. And it's been 13 minutes of play and you haven't even heard another person. And now there's a ton of rent and there's like a little, you know, player count at the top and all that kind of fun stuff. Sure. But dude, it's cool. I well, would love, I mean, I'd love to, when it comes out in October, I'd love to play with you. Yeah, I mean, so. we can give it a try. And, and I'll just, and, and I understand what you're saying, but you also, you have to understand it, Destiny is one of the most popular games on the planet, right? Would you agree yeah. maybe with that statement? Yeah. Why doesn't yeah, it I mean, have go to Steam. What'd you say? Why doesn't it have Why an esports thing? Esports That's a good scene. question. The answer know. is because it's not a competitive title, has too much RNG. Oh. The map design is. How doesn't does it have that much RNG? because of the way the engagements are set up between the players like different like the way the class types are done like the timing of which you get oh. them like there's it's not a controlled yeah. environment it, it, it is kind of a controlled chaos but like yeah. that's not what we're going for like you don't think of basketball as a, like think of basketball no, as I see what you're saying because you can build you up the different ability right yeah or whatever yeah. it might be right so that but don't yeah. get me wrong i love destiny multiplayer and and i actually i'd love to see them try and make a competitive scene out of that but in order to do it they'd actually have to do the same thing you have to do with um call of duty because call of duty can't be played competitively with its default settings it's not possible yeah, they have to lock they down to a lot do, of stuff yeah they have to lock down yeah. a lot and they have gentlemen's agreements gas as they call them to agree not to use certain things but i think you yeah. could do that for destiny and i actually think it would be kind of cool and i wish they would but it, it's just sure there's so many variables you can make, in destiny you can make anything into an esport if you try hard enough it just may or may not be a good one and that's fine like not everything needs to be an esport yeah. in fact i argue that there's really only a good maybe 10 esport titles on the planet there's just hmm. not that many that are truly good but everyone tries to make one because it's it is the best marketing in the world. If you get good streaming and good visibility out of tournaments, like you're going to get people to commit and to want to pay for stuff. So I understand yeah. why they do it. Just not everything ends up turning into a, a you know a really good situation. Like I'm writing or writing. I'm watching as as we're sitting here. I'm watching Optic versus Loud, which is a North American team versus a Brazilian team. 
in Valorant, which is a game that I think is a great esport, but there's a lot of people who play Counter-Strike that don't like it because of the abilities that do create sort of this random element to it. I will tell you, it's it's much more structured and controlled. I think it's a phenomenal esport for a lot of the same reasons why Counter-Strike is, although Counter-Strike is better. But like this, yeah. when I'm sitting here watching this right now, this game was literally made to be an esport. Whereas like a game mm. like Call of Duty is a game that's so popular that people decided to try and make it into something that it wasn't and make it competitive. And you throw, if you throw yeah. enough money behind something, you'll make it popular. And I love watching Call of Duty, but it is, it is yeah. a terrible competitive title. You know, but hell, yeah. it's entertaining. These players hate each other, and I love that. So, and I think you're right about D two. I think it'd be really difficult to make that uh, a competitive title. So, yeah, I still but, think it'd be fun to watch. So, yeah, I'd like, to, yeah, I'd like to see someone try, but I'm not going to be that person. So, man, I, I, just because I had a lot of fun playing Super People for two nights, I think it'd be really cool to see some professional teams. You know, stack. I up, mean, drop, I, that, drop ten different teams of. Yeah, drop ten different teams. Top teams really of four. Players. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be wild. Well, we'll That'd have to wild. get a team of four going. I can get some people to play it. I've got friends who love these battle royale games. Like yeah. they desperately want me to play them. And I, you know, I'm I'm willing to try them. I just they're just not things I can get into. And it's not really a competitive issue. Like every battle royale game that I've ever played, which is PUBG, Fortnite, Realm Royale, uh, Apex, Warzone, I want to say. And then there's one other one that I'm pretty sure it died very quickly. Yeah. I don't know if but it was, it was like a fantasy one i actually thought it was it was, it was actually i i downloaded it because it said it was going to be a competitive uh battle royale game and i wanted to see what made it competitive and yeah. uh there was some standardization which i think was their point in any way so i've tried six different battle royale games that i can think of and i have won at least once in all of them probably multiple times in all of them except for that um that competitive one I mentioned because I just, it just didn't have enough players. It just, yeah. I mean, I played it once. I won the first one, which is usually against bots anyways. Like you never know. I, I don't know. But yeah. like, well, with all those major titles, I've, I've won in them. Like I've been competitive. I've been at the end, the final circle, man, I don't know, 50 times yeah. at least in, in each of them. And I've not played them a lot. Like probably played most of them a max of like 70 times. So it's not like a competitive issue on my end where like I can't play the game. Like it's not like a get good noob situation. It's just like it's just too incredibly random. And in particular, PUBG is the one that screwed this up for me. Because in PUBG, usually when I would lose, it happened at the beginning and I wouldn't have a weapon in my hand. And mm, it drove yeah. me insane. Plus, PUBG yeah. is the worst made game on the in the history of like technical execution. In the internet age, but that, <laughs> right, that's completely yeah. completely different thing altogether. That. I only played it once uh, for like an hour, and I was like, okay, that's enough. But dude, one and, it, and this isn't sponsored by Super People, and we can move on to another topic. But it's <laughs> one of the things that I'm realizing as we talk through this is like because the two games that I played previous to this, D2 and Battlefield 2042, and I think a lot of what Battlefield 2042 for me is just kind of nostalgia. Um, back yeah, when I, I worked at Dell in the early 2000s. Um, they had a gaming room in there. And so like on our breaks, I'd go in there and play with like, um, you know, shout out Justin Ratzliff. We would, we would slip in there all the time and like, you know, team up on the helicopters or whatever. But the, the experience playing with other players in battlefield 2042 is absolutely horrendous, right? It's two teams of like 64, um, you know, going at each other, 
but it's every it's literally like you're on a team but it's every man for themselves like they'll be standing right <laughs> on you and won't even res you or they'll like there's no strategy you can't communicate with anybody it's just chaos absolute chaos yeah so, when they tried whatever. to make battlefield competitive years ago yeah. and it failed um when they yeah. tried to they, it was a 5v5 thing i mean they they shrunk yeah. the map different teams and it's it's another game that once again like so, it never should have been tried to be a competitive title because it's not it's not right one. but they and they, so they just up 2042 and just in general yeah and so super people is so much better playing with other players matches you up like 90 percent of the people i played with all had mics you chat they were friendly it wasn't toxic it was awesome like there was, there was, I literally only had one negative experience and it was actually with a Canadian when I did, um, the, the, the two person teams <laughs> and he was just like, <laughs> he was, he was horrendous. Was um, he a French Canadian? Cause their problem in counter-strike. Was um, he a yeah, what? You're right. French Canadian. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. He just had the, like the flag, the country where you're, where you're connected from is represented, but oh, that was yeah. the only person I had well, a problem with. And it was kind of funny, but the, other, funny the, the other thing I wanted to say, though, say is, yeah. Sorry, I just want so I don't forget because you because you yeah, said yeah. this. Sorry, you said that the player experience is good because like everyone has mics. I'm just curious, genuine question. Well, and it's smaller teams too. It's not 64 people trying to work together. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Two no, or four. I'm, I'm completely aware. Sure. And we can communicate like, well, and you have to stay together, otherwise your team dies quickly. Completely understand. That's that's just that's true of how this stuff works. But what I'm curious about, I recognize we have very different lives when it comes to gaming. <laughs> were you professionals when you joined and everyone had mics um you know i was really um just having yeah. played See, a bunch we, of like i played d2 all the time and we don't we don't um and it's probably just my like my friend group and all this kind of stuff like wh whatever i mean we can dig into that but even when i played pvp because that's the only thing i play in d2 is crucible and it's you know three on three but we, I only communicate through through text within the game. You hit enter, you type whatever you want, you hit enter, it's done. Yeah, um, there's a, but there's, there's a not lot a lot. Yeah, over the last like it, 10, 12, 15 years, where like communication is actually like required to play them. If, you said there's if not you a plan lot. On doing no, I'm saying there are a lot. So like in yeah. battle royales, the game where communication is very critical. Counter Strike, yes. if someone doesn't have a mic, it it's I mean, it's like a cardinal sin. I mean, it's a serious <laughs> right, problem. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, like, well, so like, like my expectation for yeah, but like in 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 any it competitive like title kind of thing. Yeah. or anything that you're doing with a group of people, like a you know, call it six or less, you, you're usually expecting people to have mics. Like that's very yeah. very odd to even have. It's just an interesting comment that stuck out to me where you're like, everyone has a mic, and I was like, man, is this like 2003? On <laughs> well, it was just we're talking the type about of game here. I play. Well, in, yeah, like a lot of players are on on um, Discord with other players. Like if I join a oh, four yeah. person auto, it's like there's two or three people, and they were just picking up a third or fourth, and it was me. And so sometimes I was communicating with one of their players, and they would kind of try to loop me into what's happening on their Discord server or whatever, right? Or I would yeah. occasionally join theirs. But well, let me say the yeah, other we, point. We send though, our Discord uh, to people as well in CS whenever we're like a four plus one yeah. situation yeah um the other thing that that attracted me to super people was the simplification versus destiny 2 destiny 2 is unbelievably complicated i don't understand oh, how yeah. anyone has the time to fully 
understand the lore and to build out their characters and to do mm -hmm. all the different uh, like levels of like mixing and matching of things it is way overly complicated it's just you just at some point you just have to settle with the fact that there's going to be people that have spent way more time on understanding <laughs> what plugs into what and they're just going to have sure. a better character and to me yeah. that's what the draw is to like super people even though you talk about the rng it levels the playing field because it's so much simpler right if sure. i can if I can understand the basics of, okay, I got to do this and I got to do that. Fine. That's it. I don't have these extra like, you know, bracelets and, you know, gauntlet things that I can supercharge in different ways or whatever. Yeah. So, so what you're describing though, like the simplicity of the loadout, right? Like that's because destiny two is a loot shooter where you progress a character. Yeah. What, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be require commitment in order to progress the game. So, and this is what I say to people all the time, because I do have this conversation with people like, yeah, but see, the thing is, is like, I can just jump into this and play and I can be effective. And that's true of like, like Valorant is one of those games mm -hmm. where you're more effective at it because like, you don't have to learn like 40 smokes on a map. You, your character largely, his ability is something you can execute. And don't get me wrong. It's yeah. a hard game to understand, but there's an element to like, whenever we're talking about a competitive title, if what you say is, is like, oh, well, I mean, I can just jump in and play and like, I can be effective at a competitive level. That probably means it's not a competitive title. Cause like mm. Counter-Strike is super simple as far as like yeah. jumping in and pointing and clicking, you know, everyone starts at the same general area. You eventually have to learn the economy in the game. Cause you buy stuff in the game per round yeah. and you lose stuff. But like, it's one of those games that's much like basketball, incredibly simple, right? Point mm -hmm. click, put ball in hoop. Yeah. But at the nuanced level, there's so much to learn, so much to master individually and how to work with others that you have to commit time to it. And so if the game that's you're true. playing doesn't okay require you to commit time, I, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah but what, that's what I'm saying. Like you were saying, it's easier because like it's like a level playing field. I agree. And you don't have to just like sit there and learn things. I think there's an element of both, right? Like a competitive title should be an even playing field like super people, but it should require a time commitment to learn the dynamics of the game like destiny does in order for it to yeah. be a truly competitive title. And in, in I, my I guess opinion, what I'm saying, I prefer what you are describing within CS versus what destiny wants you to do which is oh, to go talk to 100%. this spider king and understand the lore of, you know, of like <laughs> all this other, all these other things so that way you can match the right stuff together to build the right thing, to have an effective character, to then go and properly play and compete with any, you know, shred of possibility of, of winning. But anyway, I'm just really great at it. So it doesn't really matter. It kind of makes up it for the fact matter. that I don't do all that. You know? Yeah, I hear you, bro. <laughs> Yeah, get yeah. It. So it's fine. It we'll, we'll play when we get back. So can I let me? So I haven't been playing with people on mics. Why? There's like a there's an accent. There's like a video game player accent. Can you explain that to me? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Sounds to me like they're probably from different countries, bro. No, I mean like like what they say uh, and how they say it and like the the inflection. Oh, you mean like you mean like a what language? There's certainly well, there's a, a, language. a language. Yeah, and they'll then, say like yeah. let's go third party. Let's go third parties, the, the, these guys or whatever, right? Because it's sure. two different teams fighting each other. And exactly. Like, what does that and mean? And they're like, yeah, you're, we're you're come. coming in. Yeah, you're going to come in while they're fighting and kill them after. Like that is absolutely. But 100%. then, I mean, I understand the those things. But then the way that they'll say it, they'll say it like a question, 
the like like northeast of me, northeast of me, or like there's a guy up here, or there's you know what I mean? It's it's just funny. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, we don't I talk get, like well, that I normally. Do, right? No, I I get what you're saying, but I will say but everyone that, sounds like, like that, that. That element of communication is them. You know, they're guessing. So if you've man, you, mm. you need to do this. In fact, you know what we should do? We should pull a clip of a professional Call of Duty team communicating yeah. in the middle of a match. And and the reason why is it is very important for you to just say everything that you see or think mm. you see. And so right. what he's saying be is, like, I got an he, 8X. I got an 8X. Does anyone have a, you know, everyone have a 4X? I'll change you, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and he'll say it with but, this like question mark on the teleprompter way for the guy yeah. northeast of him, because he's like northeast of me because maybe I heard or saw something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's yeah. just information. What the crazy thing is, is how the hell do you parse all this? Because I'll tell you this, when you're playing Counter-Strike, if you listen into them, they're talking a lot, just like we do. But like, you yeah. can understand what they're saying. Call of Duty is just like, and like all five people or four people are doing that at the same time and Lindsay's overheard it and she's like how do you understand them i was like i don't you know i, <laughs> I, I yeah. can't understand what you're saying right now so, yeah uh, well i will say just as a slight caution on super people um in terms of the complexity just my own personal interests they have already introduced so many different types of uh, of characters with different features and capabilities they're kind yeah. of pushing the limit and i hope that they maybe cut back on some of those, especially the ones, cause you can like, you can pay to roll, like pay quote unquote, you get tickets as part of the game and playing it. There's no sure. money that goes into it at this point, but you can pay an in-game ticket to re-roll to another random character. And most people don't like the shotgun specialist, or you can pay three times as much and pick the one that you want, but there's so many different options. And some of them are right. super powerful. Like one of them has, uh, has nuke capabilities, right? And so they can wipe out, you know, three whole buildings at once, which uh, nobody else can really do. That's, was a the, crazy that's the one. thing about hero shooters, man. Eventually, you it just succumbs to so many things. Like if you want to yeah. talk about, you want to talk about kind of your issue with um, Destiny. Like they only have three character, like three hero types in that. But you go play Dota, which is a highly competitive game, and these guys yeah. have to keep track track of thousands of variables at any given time it's wild because right. there's 130 different characters yeah. and they have to go through a pick and draft thing and it started off with 30 characters you know i mean th i think league of legends is something similar you know that yeah. that stuff gets wild in fact those games actually end up at a certain point in almost anyone's life like i don't even play it anymore i just watch it even professional mm -hmm. players have said if you're not trying to play this game professionally you may not want to be playing it at all because that's the yeah. level of commitment, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. just to understand all the stuff in it. It's wild. Right. It's absolutely yeah. wild. All right. Well, I'll come off of that, man. Um, it was just cool. It was a, it was a new experience and um, I thought it was neat. So yeah, well, we'll check it out. You know, we'll play it. I'll complain, but we'll get through it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But dude, I liked it so much. I uninstalled battlefield 2042. I did. Nice. So. I still have mine installed with the hope that they make that good one day. Um, but yeah. I don't, you, you know how we got to where we are with that? Super simple. It's not even a tangent. Like the reason why Battlefield 2042 is the way it is, is because they went to Battlefield 5 and they made that a very intentional sort of almost tactical. So call it slower experience where you're supposed to make decisions before you ran in somewhere. Mm -hmm. And 
the Battlefield community lost their mind. They're like, we want the chaos from Battlefield 4. And they're like, oh, you want chaos? I'll give you chaos. And so they yeah. just went over. They even advertised it that way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the and people love just... it. People and love they, like, that advertisement. Every match has a tornado in it, <laughs> or the, the earlier yeah. ones did. Some of the later yeah. ones don't anymore, but yeah, you just, it is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so just whatever, you know, it is what it is. Oh, man. All right, cool. Um, so I was reading some news that um, everyone in the United States is switching over to the iPhone. Sounds like you are too, and Tyler is. Is that the plan? Um, well, I think. <laughs> It would be interesting to see a Twitter poll. Yeah, I did see that. Um, of of who thinks pe- who would switch over first? I think it's far more likely. Let's see, let's let's look at the track record. Oh, between here. You I don't and know Tyler. that. Yeah, I, I think, think you I'm would way first. more likely. Yeah, um, you're way more likely. I don't think Tyler has any Apple products ever in his life. I could be wrong, unless maybe his wife has an iPhone. Like I don't, I don't know if no, she doesn't. Uh, if she, she does. doesn't, no. so. I personally own a Mac Mini. I'm going through his whole inventory in my brain, and I don't. I've not seen a single iPhone. Any, oh no, he does have AirPods. He has the AirPod Pros. Okay, okay. That's so the that's only the thing, thing so, that he has that's Apple. I guess I didn't even think about that, but I. So I have the Powerbeats Pros. I have two pairs of them. I have mm-hmm. an Apple, or I have a Mac Mini. I have an iPad, which, by the way. The moment they released an iPad with USB C, I went and got one. Apple, just saying. There you go. You know. I got. I have. I have got an iPad that I think that's from 2018, and then I have. Uh, and I have Apple TV Plus. So like, I have all of those things. You know, I got an iCloud account and stuff. It's even. It's even important enough to make it into my password manager. Uh, that's sort of how I go. weigh what's an important account or not. Which may or may not uh, have been hacked today. We don't know. It's certainly possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, you know, I think, and I even had this discussion at lunch, and it was like, there's two things that would make it really easy for me. But I'll tell you right now, this there's, this is incredibly relevant. I don't know if you listen in on my conversations when you're not around, but um, <laughs> there's what? a very real possibility. When you're not around? <laughs> Whenever <laughs> you're not around, oh, like me. Shut you, your mouth yeah, when you're just, talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> um there's a very real possibility that I could have, you could see me walking around with an iPhone and a like M1 Mac laptop soon. Um, there you go. That's solely what I do. because my work hates me. Um, Dude, I, which I, life, I will be. The battery yeah, life well, on my M1 Pro is unbelievable. Unreal. Th- don't get me wrong. That's incredibly enticing. Let's, let's talk about things I've always liked about Macs, like incredibly good chassis. Like I think they're the best chassis in the business from a laptop perspective. Uh, you know, really good screens, all, all that stuff, like quality physical assets. You know what I mean? Sure. Like those things are sure. always of high quality. They've always done a good job with that. Um, There's just something the about Windows life. OS that sucks from a battery perspective, like just is horrendous. Windows I mean, OS are, plus Intel Prox. I don't know what it is, but if they, if they, ugh. once they get an ARM based Windows laptop going again, since they've had one in the past, it'll be ridiculous. I mean, I have my Windows laptop lasts for 12 hours. So, yeah, okay. I don't have an issue with like the battery life of Windows. I really haven't since probably Windows 7, but it definitely got a lot better with Windows 10. And well, the battery life the on my desktop is just terrible. I'll tell you that. My my like, desktop never power, had a battery. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair. So here's what I'm running into problems with. With well, one, I went to I got home and I went to get on a meeting for work. As you know, our lives are scheduled around meetings and what we do. Yeah. And 
some meetings, maybe you're on them, but it's not really about you. You know what I mean? Like you're not yeah. there to be the center of the attention. If you were, say, 20 minutes late, maybe no one would notice. Mm. But I was. Those are meetings you I shouldn't got, go to. Although I did go to one of those yesterday. To. Yeah. Uh, they just saved their it. questions no. for me until the end. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all guilty. Um, yesterday, I had a meeting, three o'clock, that I was supposed to uh, be on. And it was a meeting that was specifically meant to be around me. So mm. there are people counting on me to be there. I get home well, at 250 from Austin. My mm. laptop is asleep. The only requirement for me to get onto this meeting is to pull my laptop out of my bag, plug it into my dock, and sit down in my chair. I was 20 minutes late to that meeting oh. because for some reason, my laptop, well, I know the reason, virus scan started running. Mm. It, it was, in, 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 it's, it, they're sort of inescapable because I don't have control over the image. Sure. And it just pegs my CPU. Dude, those? I have a very, very capable, very nice, like $2,200 work laptop. I mean, yeah. it's a nice machine. Those meetings, man, I go to the simplest device I can. I can. Like, I'll text the Zoom link to my phone so I can click it in in um, messages, and it just brings up the Zoom like that. And I don't have to wait for something to boot or anything. If I know I'm going to be in a transitional space, just sure. advice, I guess. No, yeah. it's great advice. Here's what I tried to do. This was a WebEx meeting. Um, because my, because, yeah, I <laughs> recognize the difficult. Yeah, no, I get that. That this is it's like one in a, one once a year. It's, I haven't it's heard amazing, Webex it used in be, two years. <laughs> used to be like the creme de la creme, right? And then now it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just not. But so I go to try to access my email and my calendar. The only way I can access my calendar is on Teams, and the only way I can access my email is just on my phone. It's like our Mimecast app or our mm. I'll just say our web web link to get there because as of android 12 the security in android doesn't allow the level of controller access by the organization that my infosec team would like and so they don't support like the native mail clients and things like that like they did okay. previously sure. which is a problem like i don't get pushed email notifications for normal email. I, 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 so I have to manually go check it. I don't get my full calendar. Like I have to use Teams for that, which doesn't have the same type of spacing and stuff you would have on Exchange. So getting this meeting info is already a problem. So I message this, the sales rep and I said, hey, can you just send me the meeting info? And so she did on Teams. Whenever she sent me the WebEx link, I don't know if Microsoft did this on purpose, but I think they did. And I'm calling you out, Microsoft. I think that because it was a WebEx link, you had AI, Cortana, realize that it was a WebEx link and prevented me from opening the chat. I physically couldn't open the chat. I could open every other chat. I actually asked for this WebEx link in this same chat. She sent it to me. I couldn't open it up. Then the other, the engineer sent it to me on a one-to-one on -one chat. I couldn't access that one either. I physically couldn't open the chat. My only recourse. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Was to wait for my laptop to to yeah. get up. And so I just I was so angry. And so I messaged I messaged uh, my boss and then one of one of my peers and I was like, "Real talk. What issues 
if any, do you have with your Mac at work? And I don't want to hear none. I'm not buying it. And so they were like, they're like, they have issues with SharePoint and they have issues with, and this, this isn't like a Mac issue. This is like a user issue. This could happen on any device. You know, they'll just have too much stuff open and they won't reboot the device for a couple of weeks or whatever. Like that same thing will happen to my, my, you know, my personal laptops. So they're like, as long as you like make sure not to overwhelm the resources, like the computer itself isn't going to do it. Whereas on my Windows laptop for work only, like the image that we use for security purposes will like overrun the laptop and it and it becomes problematic. So yeah. there so I, I'm very close to ordering a Mac for work. And because of this email issue, which I'm sure you could imagine is pretty problematic. Like it's really yeah. hard for me to work out of pocket whenever I have to be very intentional about going and checking email and not having the normal interface there that like, you know, it's, it's like a Mimecast interface instead. And it's just not the same. And so it just becomes very difficult for me to manage my work assets yeah. with my current device setup. And so that is obviously a reason that would get probably anyone to move to something different. But me in particular, as someone who has never had a need or a desire to have like an iPhone as an example, or even a Mac laptop because I haven't had the need for them. Like these are needs that have arisen in my life. Like I have a Mac yeah. mini because I have a need for it for things I do. I have an, I have a iPad because I wanted the pin for notes at conferences and because my wife is familiar with iOS. And so having a tablet that we shared, it just made sense. The ecosystem for iOS is way better on tablets than it is on Android. Yeah, And so, and then Apple TV, they just have, I mean, for $5 a month compared to Peacock, which was the subscription I changed it out for, they just have better content, you know? So like, mm. I just, the, these other products that I have, I had needs for them and I'd never sure. had a need for a Mac, never had a need for an iPhone. And so now it's, it's getting to a point where I feel like I do potentially have a need. I really hope I can hold off on the iPhone until something is done about the damn lightning cable because I can't stand <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but if they had a universal back function and a and USB-C, I would be willing to deal with like the crappy notification handling and and other mm. things that I that I would struggle with on the operating system level in order to make that shift. But I want to come back the, to the universal that's back the struggle function. I have. Yeah. Okay. I want I want to hear why that's really important to you, but I also want to make a suggestion or not make a suggestion, but. Um, Quick little plug for VMware's Workspace One, like the app launcher and single sign-on. That that experience has been unbelievable. Now it's our own product, and you know I, I work for the company. Whatever, it's amazing that we use sure. it, and it works unbelievably well. Um, the experience coming over here to VMware and just having things work, having files load, having files exist within uh, within the apps where they need to be, and uh, just getting access to internal stuff. Uh, through single sign-on, it's amazing. It's awesome. Super cool. Uh, so. You know, we we've used Workspace One in the past, and I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah, we, we don't cool. use it anymore. So, uh, <laughs> very helpful. It's it's, it's it's not my decision, unfortunately. Um, sure. Maybe you know, maybe one day we'll see. Maybe one day. Yeah. Well, you're the CTO, dude. You know. Uh, yeah, I've only I only me... have half of our business. Okay. There's, well, there's me, another one to be to responsible the... for the other half. Why do you care about the universal back button? I, oh my god! Okay, yeah. let me let me let me give you an example with someone who didn't know it existed. Do you know um, he works at VMware too? Tyler Gates. Mm, I think I know that guy. Yeah. 
he's a engineering person, talks real smart. He's not that smart. That's um, maybe that rings. <laughs> he tries to fool yeah. everyone into thinking tries to fool everyone. About. Yeah. Does an incredibly good job of, of fooling everyone. He just reads a um, lot of Reddit. That's really all it is. Like it's Reddit University. It's so, not like he has three engineering and mathematics degrees from SMU and like built uh, fighter jets in Italy for not, none of that is important. Like, yeah. That's irrelevant information. Some might call it nuance or semantics. I don't think we need to go there. Tyler's an idiot. But the <laughs> the interesting thing about that Tyler's <laughs> You like that delivery? I've been working on Well, that I just I thought we were moving on to the next thing and then the sound bite hit and I was like, "Okay. Yeah. Nailed it." Um, love you, Tyler. Uh, yeah. so whenever he first got his, I want to say it was Pixel, you know, like a year ago. Yeah. He moved to gestures for the very first time. And they're very similar gestures. You know, I have an iPad, I have a um I have a Galaxy Tab 8 or whatever that runs, you know, Android 12, so a relatively recent version. Uh, and then I've had my Pixel phones, I've had Samsung phones. And Samsung phones, I guess, didn't default to gestures for like until now or something, I guess, or maybe maybe the year before. I'm not sure. He had a Samsung phone for a long time. Never got the gestures. I've been using gestures on my Pixel phone for like four years. And they're very similar to the gestures that were released on iOS. So like using my tablet side by side, it's almost identical with the general behavior of like navigating around. Almost. Okay. There's of course differences in the operating system. However, whenever I'm using my tablet, I have to find the back function within a given app mm. and it's not always in the same place so i have to learn uh, that app to do that and with android it's usually all upper i have left to corner, do, but yeah it is usually upper left corner i i agree there have been exceptions to that some of them are meant sure. for convenience right like lower left for instance for people holding a phone with their left hand like i get it i yeah. understand why the app designers make certain choices for their apps however those same buttons often exist in Android phones and you can use them if you need to. Or, and just like I explained to Tyler, I don't know if I did that in our group chat or if I did it on the show, but whenever he first started using gestures, he was like, man, I just really wish that the back function was in some other place. And I was like, well, you do realize that you can do that on either side of the phone, anywhere on the phone. Whereas Tyler he doesn't thought, read. Yeah, he doesn't read. <laughs> Well, I think they show you the back gestures and they just show you just kind of to one area, right? So it's really it's yeah, Google's yeah. fault, right? Because they're a bunch, they're a bunch of morons. But they yeah. so they do a bad job of showing you how to use the phone. And so, but there's a universal back function on all Android phones. For the longest time, it was like a physical capacitive button. That has moved away for quite a while for most devices, although some still have it. Yeah. And so it's gestures only, or you can get like digital buttons if you choose to go in there and yeah, the and Amazon Kindles have those. And honestly, yeah. they, they confuse me because I'm I'm on it and I'm like, why do I need this button? I'm just gonna switch to another app if I need to be somewhere else or go backwards in the app. I guess I've just been trained to not need it. Which is I, why you've I been trained. Yeah, you've been trained to use it in the app. And if you start that way, that's probably fine. But yeah. the thing is, I've started where I have a universal back button, and it is a better way of being able to go back. There is no way that me being able to have any form of like side of my two screens to be able to hit back is less efficient than going and finding the back button. So much sure. so to the point of, I'll tell you, I have both options. 
the only time that I use the back button is if I'm like in some super awkward holding situation where like it's easier for me to like use my elbow to hit it because I'm sure. so addicted to my phone that I can't stop what I'm doing, you know, to to hit back on Reddit or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So like sure. that efficiency there is a major issue. And I will tell you, I've had my my iPad for years and I use it quite a bit. And I still struggle. Like it, there's at least once I'd say it say like once a month where I sit there. And if you were to walk over, you'd be like, Hey Russ, what are you doing, dude? And you'd see me swiping on either the left or the <laughs> yeah. right of the screen. And I'd be like, why is this not going back? And another issue is like, also super trainable. Cause like, yeah, well, and we had, we had the home button, which is gone now. A lot of people freaked yeah. out about that. Um, my wife included. And we just got used to, you just swipe up from the bottom. You gesture up from the bottom and it takes you back home. So right. and they don't have to deal with a physical button and screen real estate and all that. And but. I completely understand that particular use case. I just sort of, there's all sorts of things about iOS before I used iOS that I assumed. Like when I first met my wife and she was like, well, I need to go get my contacts transferred on my phone whenever when mm -hmm. i bought her a new phone i can't remember when it was she's like i gotta get my contacts transfer i was like what are you talking about i was like just log into your damn phone yeah. and at the time and and i mean i had had two android phones at this point and i got android phones relatively late i mean i got the first and like droid phone and all i did was log into my google account and all of my contacts were there and i was in disbelief that that wasn't a thing on the iphone so there's like things that i'd learned over time they were surprising to me that i sort of thought were table stakes for phones like copy and paste i didn't know that that was like a feature release in an iphone and stuff like that i sure. in the universal back falls into that for me because i just yeah. sort of assume because even on my feature phone there was a back button that i would use on a feature phone to go back in the apps you know like my my mm. motorola the flip one, right? The, the yeah. razor. Um, so that's, I just thought that was a universal function of phones. And so whenever it, that wasn't the case, no, it's just things I learned cause I wasn't using the system, you know, but there are things well, that I would clear like people. To yeah. And back to the article headline is clear. People are not as picky about that and they care more about privacy. And I'm kind of nodding to a joke that we run in the TBP community chat. <laughs> Because we're assuming um, that the perception is reality there because of how much Apple has advertised uh, how they are about privacy and that that's why a lot of this stuff is happening. Where you see Apple now overtaking Android to pass 50% share of smartphones used in the US, I can only assume um, that it's something like that. But my mind goes down the other paths of things that you've mentioned in terms of like the pricing on phones that we talked about that one time, um, but all these other various features, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I don't social think, pressures, um, the blue bu bubble, all that. I believe I believe social pressures and iMessage are by far the biggest contributing factors. And I think that whenever you go get into, if you were to go get into an argument, which you shouldn't do, by the way, these phones are so similar these days as it is. Yeah, but yeah. if you were to go get into an argument with someone about why they move to iOS, they would state all these things and privacy would be a major one that they would do. And, I, and I've had this argument with people multiple times uh, because they brought it to me. And so, you know, I don't try to dunk on people. It's not the intent unless I am trying to dunk on them. Then it is the intent. So not trying to unless I am. But then I'm like, why don't you show me what your phone is blocked? 
show me because I'll show sure. you what my phone is blocked. Yeah, I'll yeah. show you right now. And like they're like, well, um, I uh, but uh, I but there's a policy, and I'm like, yeah, I, I I get it, you know. And so my struggle is is people who use these products and then try to lecture me about technology whenever they didn't know how to turn on that product and set it up unless I did it for them. Yeah. So that yeah. stuff bothers me like crazy. And for some reason, and honestly, and I've said this before, I'll, I'll say this forever, bravo to Apple because they've created this sort of enabling mentality of like superiority with their tech decision, like the, the consumer's tech decision. They're like, I'm doing this because it's best because of these things. But then you ask someone to really go into it. And unless they're like John Nicholson, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And it's weird to me that people who come to me for like advice on almost everything in life, especially related to tech, then want to lecture me on the merits of a decision, even of sometimes a phone with which I bought them, mother. So, <laughs> you, you know, so that's where I don't understand it. But there is this, this is what I've said to people for years. I have zero issues with Apple, the company. I have lots of issues with multiple companies and the decisions they make, regardless if they're, if they're Apple. But the user behavior of people in Apple is undeniably unique. And I think that is both insane to me and also just from a business perspective, I can't help but envy what Apple has pulled off. Like if I could pull that off in my own business with SHI, I would do it in an absolute heartbeat. Sure. But well, that doesn't mean Yeah. You can't. You can't try to figure all this stuff out because the common denominator in what we're dealing with here is humans. 100%. And I saw a photo um, earlier today. Uh, there's there's uh, <laughs> there's this thing called Just Rolled Into the Shop uh, that I love following. I like cars. I like working on cars, stuff like that. And it's people that work at auto body shops and Firestone and Jiffy Lube and all that kind of fun stuff. And they take photos of the craziest things that they see because people just rolled it in and they'll say things like, ah, there's one the other day, there's, there's two that pop in my mind. Um, customer says that the door won't close. Uh, well, they take a photo of the fact that their seatbelt uh, covers, it was like outside the door covering the latch where the door meets the, <laughs> the, the frame of the car. And all they did was move the seatbelt, <laughs> the door closed. The, the one I saw this morning was customer says that their their driver's seat won't go forward or backward. The floorboard was filled with, I don't know, just this is like M&Ms in a jar kind of a guess here. Maybe 250 empty packs of cigarettes, like filled so much so that like they just, they it, smoke it, and they drop the pack on the floor. And now it's so packed full that their their chair won't move forward and backward, and they can't figure it out. They got to drive it in and say, "My seat won't move forward or backward." Oh, did you try removing the three hundred packs of empty cigarette cartons out of the like humans? I mean, you know what I mean? We're humans. We're doing this, so I'm just going to steer into it because this is where we are today. Hey, <laughs> I'll give you one that you're going to love. So I it was a video I saw on the internet because the internet's a wonderful and a terrible place at the same time. And this video was a lady brought her car in. And said, I just can't fix the blinker. Like, no matter what I do, it just keeps, it stays on pointing left. And so the the tech, you know, the the car technician, he goes and he's videoing this. And he's like, okay. And he's, you look down and there is a, you know, little hand sanitizer bottle wrapped around 
the the blinker switch. the stock and yeah, for just, the blinker yeah and he's just, just holding it down. it down yes <laughs> and so he moves it up and down he takes it off and just walks away <laughs> you know oh like my goodness what are what are we what are we doing here, people? And here, here's the thing, man. Look, if people want to have these, we don't deserve this. We don't deserve no. this anymore. Like, shut it down. Like, you give the car away. But here's here's my thing. No, we need to delete where... the internet. Like, we need to. <laughs> this is yeah, it's, it's yeah. The world is done. Like, let's just let's just end it all. But here's here's my thing about these these arguments that people bring to me, and they come to me with like this singular point with no nuance, and they're like, well because of this and i'm like okay and so then i try to open up and have this discussion and then they don't want to have it because they didn't bring anything else to the table and i'm perfectly comfortable with having these like these arguments like i had a friend of mine it was sort of a joking thing but someone made some comment to me they went to texas a&m and they were telling me about how much better a&m than a&m was than tech and i said hey just so you know we can have this conversation but I need you to know ahead of time that you're going to need to know more about your school than I know about your school. And so like be prepared for that. And they got nervous. They were like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not going to come to this conversation and play without playing really hard. This is going to be a difficult conversation. So if you want to bring an argument to me, you better bring it. And if I can't participate in it, I just won't, you know, but if I, if I can, I'm going to bring it every time. And so I just can't stand that people like come with like this singular anecdotal thing that they probably just like heard from someone else or from something else and no nuance to it. And there no expanded independent critical thought. And they just want to be like, here's the hammer, bro. And I just, I just can't live my life that way. I'm unwilling to allow that level of ignorance to persist around me or to dictate to me. And that's what ends up happening with these things. So no, I will not have it. Period. <laughs> I love that it. That was fun. I, I love that. it. We're uh, we're just we're we're getting nice and relaxed heading into the weekend here, not getting amped up uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you you were did, so tired before this too. I was. I was really tired. It, it was questionable whether or not we were going to be able to pull off a podcast. But when I get on the phone with you, man, um, you know the neurons start firing, and here we go. Uh, we should probably shut it down. I, I think we're like getting close to an hour here or something. So yeah, I think we're probably I did, over the yeah, hour at this point. I did have one question for you. Well, I had a question for the audience. Um, I was just reviewing some of our top episodes, and I'm still blown away that hundreds of people listen to every single episode of this. We have like if I go look at my top ten, you know, list here within the Anchor app uh, or our top ten, whatever. I'm just saying, like the little interface I'm looking at. Yep. There's a lot of really specific um, things that we dial into, either bringing someone onto the show to talk about something very specific um, or whatever. It's maybe sometimes, you know, kind of a focused conversation. Oftentimes get twice as many uh, plays. So my brain was going like, I know Tyler has done a ton of research around batteries. You know, he and I were hanging out like a week ago or so, and he's teaching me all about LifePo 4 excuse me, LifePo 4 batteries versus lead lead acid batteries and all this kind of stuff. So I'm curious if you're a listener, is there anything like that? Like, do you want to have Tyler come on and just do a brain dump of, of like all the battery tech that he's been diving into? He's building all this stuff. He's researched all these suppliers, um, super cool information. I don't know if it's what our customers want to customers, our listeners. I always have customers on the brain from work, but our listeners want to want to hear. Um, I'm just trying to think of, you know, providing, um, 
you know, what the, what the listeners want and adding value and all that kind of stuff. So give us some feedback on that. The question I had for you, Russ, to close this out, I don't know if you saw the tweet that I sent yesterday about AI entering a Cold War era, but our mm. United States Department of Commerce has now ordered NVIDIA to stop exporting its top-of-the-line AI chips, the A100 and the H100, um, which is specifically designed to speed up machine learning tasks to China. Um, and also AMD has been instructed to stop exporting its M1250 AI chips to China as well. And so this actually caused a drop in NVIDIA stock because they had $400 million worth of orders that were about to go out the door to China. And they're like, yeah, a, I mean, that's going to dispose it to the market. Stuff. We can't do this. Yeah. What do you think? Um, well, it's funny. Yeah, so I didn't see your tweet, but this was, I, I guess maybe I've, it, it's possible I'm building a brand, um, which is fine that, that I don't, it's not that I don't like China. I, I've mentioned this before. I don't like the regime and they, they are, they're a threat, and I don't agree with a lot of what they're doing. They don't agree with a lot of what I probably do day to day, and that's perfectly fine. That's that's the world we live in. But you with me like being on the side of imprisonment camps based on like yeah, race and like, religion, and like I don't agree with four human. <laughs> yeah, your four human rights. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. <laughs> Basically, uh, I I don't like I don't like the fact. I also don't like I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't like. I don't like the fact that they people sit here and say, well, communism works because they're going to surpass the US GDP by certain amount of you know xyz time right now it's estimated by 2025 they'll move us in gdp growth sure. and i suspect that that will happen by the way um, and yes we can all point to the united states for doing things wrong as well i'm not saying that the u.s is perfect we can talk about oh, our u.s no. prison system and how terrible it is all this yeah so we're, we're not but perfect yes. however whenever they do state-sponsored capitalism <laughs> and embrace markets and that's the thing that makes their gdp growth basically by entering an economy that is free and open, like economic freedom, but not political freedom, I'm not okay with that. So I, because they're literally mimicking our system, but then having state sponsored control of how inputs and outputs get, get sent places, which does give them more control and they can solve certain problems better. It gives them a very, very distinct advantage in AI. I guarantee you that that is the case. I think Bunks would agree with me. Obviously he's, he's big in the AI space and I have a lot of problems with that for a lot of different reasons, but mostly because people can talk about exploits of different countries, United States included, et cetera, et cetera. The amount of people that are affected by digital nefariousism, I'm just going to use that as a word. That's that a word. Oftentimes yeah, it is or, originates in, we'll just say the East, but really it's China and Russia is, is insane. And it affects not just like, independent groups of like military people it affects everyday people with regularity and it's going to be a problem it's going to affect a significant amount of things and i don't think that we're overly well prepared to handle this and because of that i'm all for this even though i tend to be a limited government toward a sort of individual more often sure. than not but i believe that right. this is but, the correct action that yeah. we're taking because here's what's here's the reality but this is a big you thing. You could dude. argue it's got very little oh, press, dude. but this is a dude. very significant thing for our government to tell one of our own um, companies to not ship. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but it's there's so many implications, and here's the reality. Not that that hasn't happened. And again, I know people are. I'm sorry, people are thinking like North Korea and Iran and like blah 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 blah, all that kind of stuff. Yes, there are embargo lists yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But to but to point to China and say no more, that's a big thing. 
It's a big thing. It is a huge thing. And and I just I guess people don't realize hey, I say this. I just don't think people have taken the time. You know, I took time, probably to be completely honest, at the behest of 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 bunks. Like I think he really opened my eyes to a lot of things related to AI and really the advances of China. And I've read a few books from the perspective of Chinese people. Um, and I've read parts of reports from, of course, agencies and our own government. And, and, and I, to be honest, I'm fully aware of a lot of AI capabilities yeah. just because of what I do for a living. And we so, need to get Monk's back on the show, by the way. He's got two of the yeah, top 10 shows. 100%. We're going to get him back Seriously. on. And so my my issue here, or my, not my issue, my, my reality of this is when it comes to this particular order that's being put out, don't ship stuff out there. This is there's here's kind of two things that can come from it. It can either short-term impact or long-term impact. The short-term impact is that it's going to positively affect things because it will slow them down. The long-term impact is negative because they will probably end up developing them, them this themselves. It's it's going to happen. It's just going to take them longer. But here's the reality. That long-term impact, I personally believe is inevitable. I think that regardless of what we do, they're going to maintain and exceed a very, very strong advantage in AI. And that's going to be problematic in a lot of yes. areas of life in general and influence around the world, which is negative. It impacts our economy because of the reservation of our currency as the world's reserve currency. They could impact that, which would negatively affect our power to control our own debt. So there's a lot of stuff related to that that is problematic, which is why this is such a big deal. And I think that this, at least this short-term slowdown, is the best thing that we can do in a short order to help us catch up or at least close the gap. Which is concerning, I think man. We're going to catch up. Oh, it's because it's concerning. not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be that impactful because there's like they already have the products. Oh, right? all yeah, they're saying is 100%. don't ship them. Yeah, don't ship them in mass. And then, the, and, and I'll tell it's you, it's going to happen where they take it apart, reverse engineer it, whatever, see the components, all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, that's you're a, just not that's a thing. You're just do, not putting it in their lap. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they're so big on counterfeit. I, I saw something last night. Eight percent of China's GDP, which is the second largest GDP in the world, mind you, eighteen percent of the country or of the world's GDP comes out of China. Eight percent of China's GDP is counterfeit goods shipped external to the country. <laughs> Think about that. That's insane. Yeah, which is more than more than a trillion dollars worth of GDP. Yeah, heck yeah. And so my my struggle with a lot of these things is they they are going to get them. They're I mean they're absolutely going to get them. And we just I don't know if you ever feel this, but I, here's I feel a fun this. fact. Here's, Sorry, rank the yeah, if you ranked it. just China's um, counterfeit portion of their GDP, it would be number fifteen on the list in countries if it was its own country. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that Just is doing the insane. math here. Sorry, go ahead. and and we've we have addressed this with them over the years. Like, tried to get them to cut down on this because obviously it's a problem with the brands, the counterfeit, and all this other stuff. But that's topic for another day. What I've struggled with lately, I've never been a very political person, and to be honest, I don't actually want to be a political person. But I have felt that there's an element of like it seems miserable a free a freely governed society where you sort of have some element of. It's like duty to participate in it. Like I feel like as an American yeah, yeah. you are, but here's here's something that sort of weighed on me lately, and I don't know if this weighs on you. Um, I'm, I'm I won't you know I'm not going to state like specifics here, but like I am the type of person. Really, we are the type of people who probably should be working in effort to help with this problem. 
Like sure. they, we, we work in the private sector because we get paid more and we do all this stuff. But like technologists who understand these variables, really, I feel like I feel like I'm not doing my civic duty by not concentrating efforts in supporting getting us to where we need to be. And I'm not even saying I'm going to do it because well, you and I both not, believe in the concept of of ownership, right, or or extreme ownership, uh, as Jocko would call it, right. And so it, it would be it would be ridiculous for both of us to sit here and point out issues and then to simultaneously say it's not my job to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Our first yeah. reaction is how what can we do? How can we fix it? And what I think that's part do? of why we're talking about it, bring awareness and whatnot. Yeah. I, I you you are and you that is perfectly said. I could not agree more. I don't know if I would have even arriven at that statement on my own. I think you nailed it. Um, but I, I struggle with it. It weighs on me um, as I think about yeah. this because I do I do think about it a lot and I look into it a lot. That doesn't make me an expert. I'm not. I'm not an expert in in world political issues. But man, I do know a lot about technology and how it can impact things. Um, sure. And that's where my biggest concern is with all of this. So yeah, huge news. Probably doesn't get enough you know, coverage, mostly because there's so much nuance there to understand that I don't think we can expect, you know, we can't expect that to be a mass story because who's going to explain on CNN or whatever, what I just did in a segment size that's two minutes long. I just did that over the course of what, 10 minutes? And it was yeah. bad. Like it wasn't coherent unless you're a technology <laughs> person. So two minute segments don't, know, don't even it's, exist, dude. It's a 20 second segment. It's a 20. Yeah, you're exactly right. That you get, that you're allowed to have. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. explain and this in twenty it. seconds on a clip on Twitter. Let's we'll see how that yeah. goes. And then so. try to change China. The... China bad AI good. They good at AI. Us bad, not good. Maybe maybe we do that. <laughs> or, I don't... <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Run it. <laughs> All right, All shut right. her down. I'm gonna shut her down. Uh, I'm gonna try and do it the way Tyler would do it. Um, I don't know how he would do it. My brain doesn't work like his. Let's be honest. It's fun to call. He tells Tyler the people that he loves them. Here, he tells the people that we're thankful that we're that they're there. It says share it with your think, friends, and then he'll I say, say "Oh, I, I think he normally says I don't know." The thing that he always know. says though is, um, "And hopefully we'll see you, you know, on the next one or whatever." And I'm like, "No, Tyler, we will. We will be we here." We will. But, you yeah. assume you assume the sale. Um, we like to make fun of Tyler when he's not here. The reality is, is that he's scarily intelligent. Um, it, oh, it we love him dearly, me, actually. Yes. Um, when he's he not should here. be probably. We also know he doesn't. He doesn't listen to the episode, so we can say. Yeah, whatever so we, we can want. say we can say whatever so go, we want. You guys go tell I'm him. I'm pretty we're sure about. that Tyler is wasted in what he's doing. He should be solving <laughs> much greater problems with the brain that he has. But we're we're glad that we got him. Uh, well, but that'll do is. it for another. He's working on some secret science project. Okay, I'll, I'll be quiet. Ooh. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I want to hear. Don't about tell anyone. Don't tell. Uh, you just said it publicly to like 160 countries. So just saying. Um, and Tyler just messaged us. Anyways, that's going to do it for another episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast. This was a unique episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast. Building on to Aaron's point earlier on feedback, uh, would actually love to hear some feedback if you liked really just listening to this conversation between Aaron and I. We, I don't think either of us really pulled up a lot to talk through here. I have a few pieces here, like we talked about AI. I just noticed that AI generated artwork won the first place at a state fair fine arts competition. Artists no didn't way. like that. Like it did. So it's like normally we hit you guys Humans, with a bunch of facts irrelevant. like that. Humans yeah. are relevant. 
Do you like that? Or do you like us talking about, like, I know a lot about video games because I spend a lot of my time on things that are ultimately worthless, you know, or we talk about AI or whatever it might be. <laughs> Give us the feedback and let us know. We'd love to hear it because yeah. I'll say I really enjoyed this conversation today. So um, we've also next talked time, a lot about crypto in the past, which like probably three or four of our top uh, 10, but we haven't talked about it in a while. Should we go back and talk about that? Anyway, I don't sorry. know. Maybe we, we follow the market. Maybe we follow the market. It's down right now. So maybe we don't talk as much. When it goes up, we talk more. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll maybe do it. I did check the other day, by the way. I'm only down 12% from my peak investment. I feel pretty good about it. Whoa. Um, I only yeah. have 12% of my investment left. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, maybe we can combine and you know we'll meet somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Uh, don't tell my wife. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing this with other people. And we will... See you on the next episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast. Later. Peace.